0: Check courses. it out. Yo, here's a formula here for success if you're creative and skilled. Uh-huh. Take your superpowers yeah. and teach them to others in your field. Create an online course and boost those people's careers. And uh-huh. build it better than what's out there and already appears. Mix yeah. that shit. Repurpose on other sites to sell. You know, like Udemy, Coursera, Skillshare, and others as well. And don't trip. It ain't gonna be as easy as no, it no. seems. But at the end, you're gonna kick back with multiple, multiple revenue, revenue streams and get it out other people to sell the course on your blog and build an awesome online business like our guest Greg Rog. Oh, Greg, what's up? What's up? Greg, what's up? That was a hard one. That was a hard one. All right, get on with it. Hi, everybody. My name is Sagi, and this week I have Greg Rog on the show, a Polish designer and entrepreneur that managed to create an online empire out of his skills. Greg started out as creating a polished design blog and then like he one day just started selling online courses on his site. So then he later reached out to other people to create courses and sell them on his site and he started promoting and selling those as well. Eventually this turned his blog into the main Polish hub for online courses for creatives. Later on, Greg moved to developing a hub for UI UX courses in English for the international audience. He built a brand by writing on Medium and guest writing on popular design publications. And then he repurposed his courses to Udemy and other platforms to increase reach. Greg is an inspiration and I waited a long time to talk to him about his process for creating and monetizing online courses in general and his mindset around this. So we talked about the importance of tools, the meaning of them to us as professionals, we talked about learning how to learn and about tips for uh, newbies when it comes to creating online courses like what's the best platform and process to create a great course. So, hope you enjoy this one, everyone. Without further ado, it's my pleasure to introduce to you, Greg Rog. Let's get mindful and ruthless! Yo, yo, what's up creative entrepreneurs? Sagi here and welcome to the Mindful and Ruthless podcast. The podcast where we'll talk about online businesses, personal branding, marketing, storytelling, blogging, high achievement, mindfulness, relationships, productivity, and so much more. Everything we need in order to build a life of impact, in order to build a full stack life. Greg, what's
1: up, man? I'm good, thanks. How about you?
0: All great man. All great. Then, so, you know, you're just sitting at your studio. This is an amazing studio. What if not your home office, you said it's like your work office.
1: But you created Yeah. A- As soon as i could i just escaped from home with my office and i now i have a few few people running uh, uh, different things in poland here with me so so we have a studio and training facility and yeah this is where i'm here right now i'm not, not not working from home i found this like really a bit painful to work from home and you know Some guys just can do it. I can't do it. I have to be uh, in a work environment to, you know. I just went back from Asia and I've been there for a month, like traveling. Where? And I've been in Indonesia. We stayed in Bali and Singapore and and we visited some places there. But I tried to work, you know, remotely. And, you know, I think it's so difficult. Oh, my God. So for for those, those folks, like living this digital nomad style, of living, it's so difficult because it's so hot in there. I just really, I had to force myself to work. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, everyone is speaking about this lifestyle and stuff like this, but I think it's really, it's really difficult. It has the, the other, you know, the other side. <laughs> so well, I yeah, think I,
0: you've done it. I mean, you, you have a business where you can work from anywhere basically,
1: right? Yeah, basically, yes. But it's a bit of like, yeah, you can obviously, but then you find yourself in your office when you have this nice desk and this <laughs> place and you know, and everything is working in sync and you can record easily with the studio environment. And then you figure out that, yeah, probably here is so much better than anywhere else. <laughs> well, so, I <laughs> guess it's, um, yeah, it's a matter of like what you're used to in a way. You know, like it, in, it really depends what you do. I do a lot of like recording and I really yeah. need environment for you know doing this and setup. So it's yeah. really difficult to do it from like the coffee shop or something like this. Yeah, totally
0: so. man, totally. And um, yeah, I know like Pat Flynn has also like has his like um, work studio at home, but he also has a, a whole video studio, which is a separate office that he can go to anywhere and anytime and, and record videos and
1: yeah, and we do we do record a lot in here. I mean, it's not only me recording, but there are different yeah. authors. And right now, next to me, there's another studio in which there's there's actually a guy recording a Java course. So basically, <laughs> we are you know it's, it's the environment when where where we can do different things at once.
0: So what I want to talk to you about today is everything that you've established in your local niche and also like how you took it to like the the international level. But before that, how about you give us a bit of intro about yourself?
1: Okay, so. I'm a designer and educator and so this is basically what I feel like deep inside but what I do apart from uh, what I feel is different jobs so I'm kind of a like you know jack of all trades because I run a company and I also know a little bit of that and this because this is how you handle business but then the things I miss the most when i when I don't do them is pretty much design and teaching so so I'm a designer and educator (laughs) but in Poland uh, here where I come from I run one of the biggest uh, platforms for professionals and creative professionals who wants to learn new technologies so those are different video courses on tools such as you know UI and UX uh, tools but also different programming skills and yeah it's pretty big so we, we do have studios here and training facility and there's some side projects you know in my spare time i also run different things uh such as Learn learnux.io which is the project i started a year ago mm-hmm. and those are video courses on ui and ux topics in english so basically uh, the, the project i told you about we are doing locally here it's in polish and my side project, Learning XIO, it's in English. I started recording in English, like yeah, a year ago, one year ago.
0: Yeah, it was actually more than a year ago. I'll tell you why. Because I remember, I remember we talked about a year ago. I wanted to get you on the Hacking UI podcast back then. So, do anybody who doesn't know, Greg and I know uh, each other through Hacking UI, right? Through the world of like you know the the design world, and we connected on Twitter, and then we found out that like you know that you have this like a uh, Polish hub for designers and, and like and creatives, and I have this Israeli hub for creatives and designers. It's kind of like, and we both like went international. It's kind of like you know, it, it was funny. Like I had hacking you, I had learn UX. Yeah, and yeah, and, and I wanted to talk to you already back then because what you did is pretty interesting with where you took it. By the way, what what is the name of your um, brand? What, there?
1: The name of Polish website is Eduweb.pl. That's Edweb. Edweb. Yes, dot p l at the web. So, yeah, we have over 1,000 hours of courses and 100,000 clients for the past probably 10 years or more. So, yeah, it's pretty established here. So, that probably gave me a bit of a time to do something on the side and start something in English. Awesome. Cool.
0: And so, how did you begin even, like, like, what made you begin this blog in the first place, like, or this, like, hub?
1: So yeah, it started in in the early days when I used to work as a designer and web designer and web developer. Back then, you know, UI and UX was just web design. Yeah, <laughs> and so I I used to work. It was pretty early in my high school days. I used to work for some agencies in Poland, and I discovered that you know there there were it was like pre YouTube uh, phase. So there was no YouTube, and there were really it was really so hard to learn new skills such as i was trying to learn um, back in the days so, um for example flash and action script and you know a bit of javascript and, and html so back then you know it was really it was really really tough uh, to learn and i discovered that you know i can probably teach some skills that i gained to probably give back to community that created me and all the folks that supported my, you know, education back then, because uh, um, I haven't had a formal edu- design education or a development education. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I started to record some short podcasts or tutorials on the project I had for bigger brands and for smaller brands as well. And this is how it started. It was for free, like all the time, but then people just, you know, kept, kept mailing me that, you know, maybe you can do more of that. This is really cool stuff. Yeah. We really learn a lot from this and this case, is how it started. Do, yeah. yeah. This is how it started. you know, they told me that they are willing to pay for this. So I started to do it bit part, my, my like, job hours mm-hmm. and then it like expanded. Yeah. So this is how it started.
0: Okay, cool. Awesome.
1: Awesome. So like in terms of when you scale that
0: operation, so was it a side project for you or like how, how fast did it become your full time thing?
1: Yeah, it's you know, it's I work a lot and I work a lot on different projects because uh-huh. you know, it's always best for me to stay, you know, in the in the topics to to do my professional job as well, so uh, on the side, I also do some design projects and I consult cast my clients and i I run workshops and I do a lot of stuff so probably it 's hard to tell when it became my main like full time job because I was always doing some some different projects and I run a software house and you know do different things but Three years ago, I guess three or four years ago when when we opened the offices and training facility it was the time that I you know i I just you know keep coming here and working full time on on this project so yeah, but still i I kept my clients and I do some design work for them and uh you know after hours so so it's still like uh sharing my time between running the company and teaching and also you know doing practical things because. If you do, if you stop doing that, you you can't really teach it anymore. I I think that it's best if you do the practice, do the practical, uh, you know, tasks Mm -hmm. and then you can develop the skills that are crucial for teaching others.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I think that, you know, especially when you're teaching design tools and stuff like that, those things kind of tend to update so often that it's just impossible to keep track so if you're not in the world of design then you cannot stay you know on top of the tools and everything and on top of the mm-hmm. latest trends and you know to be totally honest i'm starting to feel that right now that you know i'm not designing right now like stuff that which is like you know complex ui elements anymore mm-hmm. i haven't been designing for a while like complex ui just because i've been doing my entrepreneurship stuff and i've been also mm-hmm. teaching and educating um and i find that the tools change so quickly so i'm really yeah. good with sketch but you know i bet figma i can be very powerful as well and I'm yeah it, you know like and
1: envision studios picking up and all those tools yeah where, you know that, that was exactly the reason why i started learning ux because i saw that it's so difficult to keep up and you know it's it's not about only keeping up you, you you need to set the trends you need to you know be uh, be the trends yourself, not only to yeah. keep up
0: totally.
1: so <laughs> so in order to do this in the modern like UI and ux design, which is developing really, really fast, you know, you, you have mm-hmm. to keep the pace, but it's really difficult to get to know all these tools and you know it's like for me, it was so hard to get the grasp of little bit of everything yeah. so i decided that you know there is job to do for me to, to to just get to know all the tools and present them in a way that is going to be like good for professionals yep. so that they can watch the tutorials watch the videos and adapt really quickly to this changing ui and ux ecosystem right, right. so so this was the core need to you know address uh via learn.io. Yeah. And the pace, the pace of the changes is is really, it's really, this is really exciting times we're living in, but it's really hard to, you know, find some extra hours uh, during the day to learn those new tools. And it's really essential for us because, you know, those tools are giving you the competitive advantage, even in a day-to-day job as a designer, also while working as a freelancer for your clients, because you tend to, you know, do your tasks quicker, if you have the the right tool. Right. The problem is, and this is what people kept asking, keep asking me whether to choose like Sketch or Figma uh, or Principle or Flinto or Framer. Well, the thing is <laughs> you, you can't really, you know, go with the one tool because each tool is a bit different and can perform one or another task better than the other one. Right. So it's, it's always be, always best to have the skill set that will allow you to determine which tool you should use in in the pro, in the project that you're working on that you're currently working on so you have to know a little bit of everything to be a good yeah. designer nowadays and this is extremely tough so yeah that that is why i've created learn your
0: and and I think like like in terms of you have to be good you have to be good at adapting to new technologies not only as designers but also as entrepreneurs as marketing people yeah. like you know as like anybody any skill um, and one of the things that, in, that that I think I heard it on Joe Rogan or something like that there was a discussion about like uh, where's the future it was okay Tom Bilyeu it was Tom Bilyeu, uh interviewing Yuval Noah Harari have you
1: heard of this guy okay yeah i i know the pod, the, the podcast right the, okay. the, they're on youtube right
0: there's youtube okay. yeah there's also um the audio versions but okay but he he interviewed uh, yuval noah harari who's like a, an author and he's writing about like the human race and where are we going and it's really interesting to see that because technology is gaining such you know a tra- trajectory that it's going to be actually smarter than humans very soon then we need to adapt, and in order to adapt, like technology is taking away jobs all the time and it's going to keep taking away jobs in the next 10 years it's going to take more jobs than ever so mm-hmm. we one of the skills that we need to learn is how to learn so you know because yeah. we're going to be just like out of jobs almost like on a, on a, yeah. a couple year basis yeah. like okay no more design now what you know let's learn something new like so basically yeah, yeah. how to learn uh, we need to learn how to learn. And that's one of the skills that um, we should yeah. be
1: teaching our children and we should be like investing in ourselves and and kind of like... Um, yeah, I'd be curious all the time. This is like yeah. the, the, the main principle. And uh, obviously, yeah, we, we have to be in the train. Uh, we, we can't miss the train. But, but on the other hand, you know, I can also see the bright side of the things because uh, as I see it, for example, I try to automate all of the things I can in my different startups and companies. And as I see it is, it's the technology helping us not to take away the jobs of like my, my marketing managers and stuff like this, but to do them like, stuff that are meant to be like human <laughs> human tasks you know so thinking and uh, computer is not that good in having a different perspective perspectives on things it can okay. do one thing probably so much better and quicker than humans but on the other hand in terms of strategy it's a long way to you know develop the right. system and ai that will help us to do that so i think right. that, that, that this automation you know, and, and this, this trend is, is helping us a bit to be more human yeah. and to stop doing tasks that are like a bit stupid, you know? Yeah. No, <laughs> because... no,
0: totally, totally. I, I totally agree. I mean, like, um, if you compare the ways that we used to take images in Photoshop and like, you know, crop them <laughs> out of their background. And today there's all these algorithms and ta ta you got the picture yeah. for sure. Like that's, that's way simpler. You know, you, you yeah. and I, I guess are, Part of the people that spent so many hours on, on that,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do. Um, yeah, and getting excited about this all, right? Yeah. So yeah, I think I think that all the U- all the UI and UX world and UX tools are also helping us to shape better products, but yep. they are taking away all the complexity. And this might be scary for some people. For example, to see those like InVision Studio, all the new software that is like doing things in favor of a designer, having only four or five tools and doing it almost automatically, or you go to Webflow and you can craft a website in minutes, okay? And right. it, it looks really cool. Yeah. The thing is, yes, it will be there will be a time when, when we as designers will have the opportunity to create a, an app or a website or anything just like that, okay? Yeah. But it doesn't mean that everyone can do it in a good way you know in that you take any person outside of the industry and he can use those tools to accomplish the same good quality of the product they want because obviously we as a designers we know a lot about how the product should work should look and feel how the product should you know interact with with the user so those are the core skills that we need to adapt we need to learn a bit About psychology, a bit about marketing, a bit about you know different trends that are on the specific market that we are designing for, Mm -hmm. and then the tool is just like a hammer. You know, you 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 can use in any tool to to have the job done. But on the other hand, what is also important is that that the outcome is not everything that we do. I mean, we have to also focus on the work that we do, our day-to-day jobs, and the tools that we interact with are basically you know we interact with them all the time this is all we all we do so the process is also something that i care about it's not only the outcome you know that you create this fantastic web web app or i don't know maybe mobile app and and you're happy with the result you know it's really good to be happy with the process and to enjoy the process and if you get to know the tools better and you know all the techniques. You you know all the tips and tricks and things that will let you create better product, better products in in the tools and in, in the tool environment. Mm-hmm. It is really satisfying. It 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 lets you you know uh, be more satisfied with your day to day job. Not only with the outcome, but you know every day while designing.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure, and I think it goes for any field, right? I mean, like if you're not a designer, but you're like a an entrepreneur with the community, like I, I see the thing, same things coming into my world, like you know, on the design level and also on my on my marketing efforts as well. Like, so I'm like the final outcome is launching an online course and and having a massive launch and successful launch and. But the tools that are getting me there and the processes, like being able to enjoy learning more about funnels and yeah. storytelling and like, you know, finally, like reading a book that for screenwriters and, and enjoying yeah. it. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Like, like, <laughs> so this is like the kind of things that I, I totally agree with you. But so going back to your courses for a second. So you have online courses. I want to say like none of everybody right now, probably, you know, most of the people watching or or listening to this have not seen those courses yet, but people, I'll tell you one thing, it's super high quality level. Like this is like super high quality designs, marketing designs also for the landing pages. You invested in like, you know, 3d elements, like, you know, beautiful elements to, Mm -hmm. to, to, to design your landing pages. And, and um, also like inside the courses, the videos are top notch, top quality, top screen flows. Mm-hmm. Like how do you do everything and such high standards? Mm-hmm. Like, and yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's, that's probably the part of what I've mentioned that I do care about the process and it's the process of creating the content is extremely important to me. So it's not only the outcome that matters. I don't. Want to create the course in a week and, you know, just release it and then put all the efforts in marketing and, you know, selling dreams and stuff like this. I'm I'm much more of a core product person who really cares about the quality. And in terms of quality of the course there, there, it has to be like no weak links, no weak things uh, uh, on the way. So you have to have great quality materials. You have to have great quality examples, like real life examples. But then you need to have a perfect sound for the video and perfect quality of the video, so that it all, it can all come together into a, like a good uh, educational material, something that is better ten times better than than everything that you can see on different websites. So this was my like like my core question: if I can do it, like so much better, not only slightly better, but so much better than. Than in the materials that I you know watch uh, over the internet so i I've created a list of of the weak points of of the video courses and tutorials that I see i obviously I do have uh, an experience in that because in Poland I do that for almost ten years but on the other hand i you know i I tried to create the content that would be so much better you know than right. anything that's on the market right now and I think that this is the way to go and yeah. it took me. Really, it took me really long time, even though I record in Polish. Like I, 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 I got used to it over the years. But recording in English was really a pain for me. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. it was, it was, it is. I think that this is partly because I'm su- such a perfectionist. I need to have everything, you know, perfect. And. Yeah. And English, which is not my native language, as you, yes. can, as you can hear, is not helping there. You know, if you just make a mistake, for me, I was, no, I need to re-record it. And it took, like, it took ages. It took, like, it took thousand hours, okay? So yeah. it was interesting because when I launched Learning X and I also just spread the news in, in the Polish community and the Polish startup community to maybe support me in, in some way, I kept getting questions because... And after I launched, maybe two months after I, I launched Learn UX, I shared my everything I, I did. So you can find this post on Medium. It's like a it's huge post with everything I did to to support the launch, to prepare for the launch, all the emails I've sent out, the influencer marketing, anything connected to marketing, but also to content creation. So everyone they they read it and they kept asking me questions. Oh my God, you you spent like you know, thousand hours on creating this content. It's so much time. And and you say you've earned like, I don't know, maybe ten thousand bucks, which was I mean, great amount for for us for, for two months of you know running a website for me. But for them, they said that, yeah, but it's like okay, it's maybe it's ten thousand bucks, but you spend this ten thousand you spend thousand hours. And if you count your Hourly rate and you you extract it from there. It's like really low, and maybe there's no sense in doing that. So um, I didn't know how to explain them, but they don't really understand the idea behind it. Because mm-hmm. after those two months, so many opportunities occurred, and so many more people, you know, subscribed to to learn your eggs. That after a year, it's so much more money, and on the on the other hand, it's so much more opportunities, and you know different conferences, job proposals, things like this that are coming out of this, that you you really, you can't just count the hours and then say, okay, you've spent so many hours on this. And then after a month, you have almost nothing. It's, yeah, it's, it's. but people, a lot of people just, they don't understand that really. They, they just, you know, if they work day to day and they have the hourly rate and they can't really, uh, imagine someone working for three or four months for free and then starting a business and earning like a little money, then a bit more, a bit more. But they're impatient, I guess, <laughs> a bit.
0: I think that's that's also a thing that to talk about because so I want to go back for one second just to mention, acknowledge like a, a, good, a good gem that you just said at the beginning of this conversation about the courses. So you said you made a list of weaknesses of the standard in the market. And yeah. then you took a play on that. You basically said, I'm gonna make it better. So I think for anybody right now trying to do anything new, make a list of the weaknesses of your competitors <laughs> yeah. in the market. So easy. Like yeah, it's easy, right? And and then you yeah. can know what the standard is and what you need to now over overachieve on. And and also that that's one thing. And also
1: yeah, you don't have yeah. to be, because I, I've said that, you know, it's Peter Thiel uh, and his and his book that says that you have to be 10 times better. And and we keep saying this, you have to be 10 times better. Well, you don't really have to be 10 times better. It's not like, you know, you have to be like super, super the best, but you have to be different. And right. in, in order to be different, you have to make a list. You need to know what the industry industry is all about, what the market is all about. Sometimes you create a new product that's not existent on the market. But then you, you might ask yourself, well, yeah, this might be difficult. OK, do I really want to, you know, create the user or do I want to take the user from someone else and and just create a better product? So this yeah. is the way I, I handled this. I tried to, you know, spot the weaknesses of the video courses and I tried to create something really, really good, so, so much better, but maybe not ten times better. But you have to be careful because if you create something that is only slightly better than the competition, uh, people might, you know, still stay with the competition because it's really hard to break the habits. You know, it's really hard to, you know, advertise your website when there is someone that's committed to the other one. So you really have to stand out. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's totally worthwhile mentioning that. It's worth mentioning that there is the kind of like I always say in jobs to be done and uh, when I teach my students in, in UX jobs to be done, then I say like there's this there's, like contradictory uh, forces that are playing whenever you have a new product and you want to put it out into the world. So one thing is when you're making a product and usually like especially as designers, but also as entrepreneurs and everything, we fall in love with this product and then we think it's amazing. Right mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if it's better than the competitors or not, we made it out of love and now it's a fucking amazing, you know, that's like <laughs> yeah, yeah, good, right, so we fall in love with it, and then there's the other part, which is the market, and the market doesn't want to leave any regular solutions that they have, yeah, right? We tend to make bad solutions and then and then we justify them because we yeah. just you know we don't like to leave our comfort zone and we don't like to say that we're wrong and that we can do better, so therefore. And that's why a lot of people have not have not switched to sketch fast enough. But. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's exactly, that's exactly right. the same mechanism, right? I, I used to I used to consult design teams across the biggest companies and they kept using Photoshop all the time. Okay. Same thing. So oh my god. It was yeah. like and yeah. I've shown them sketch and they 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 saw it and they said, Yeah, okay, this is yeah, this is far simpler. Okay, this is far simpler. But they then they kept, you know, clicking in Photoshop yeah. like 10 times if they could do it one time in Sketch. Yeah. And this is because of the habit they have, like a muscle memory of the, yeah. you know, mouse following the path to this tool and then this filter and stuff like this. And uh, yeah, you have to, it's it's very hard to break this habit. It's right. very hard to do it. And you need to have a goodwill of the, right. of, the, of someone, you know, to, yeah. who needs to switch. But then they when they switch to Sketch and use it for a month, they say like, Oh my God.
0: <laughs> I, can't even, I haven't used it before, right? So so basically, the, so those forces are at play at any given time. They so have like the people that are making the products are falling in love with them, thinking they're the best and the people in the market don't want to accept any new product. So basically, that's why it's hard to launch a product. But I wanted to like, online courses, I think is a bit like, I want to get into that space because it's not a digital product. It's not, it's not a startup. Like if you have an online course that someone needs and then you get you've got a community, an audience to launch to, then you're good. And that's what I'm mm-hmm. teaching. I, I always teach that I just like, you know, first of all, just understand that you need audience. You need some kind of engagement, like a community to launch. Yeah. An to. And you do that by developing a personal brand. And then by developing this product to your brand, which is an online course, like an info product mm-hmm. of a sort, then one, you know, like the people that you said, like uh, they don't understand the, the hourly rate. Well, I don't don't know, like, you know, I know you're making now your, uh, most of your money out of that, right? Like most of your income out of courses, maybe, but like, like for me right now, I'm making most of my income and revenue out of online, like out of my courses and, and info products. And like, they don't understand that this is, this is like a one-time thing that you, yeah, you work sometime and you lose money for the first few months, no problem. But after that, then, and especially if you have- a then that's passive income. That's you, what You go to sleep and you wake up with like you know a couple thousand dollars in the bank, and you're like, yes, so started.
1: You, know? <laughs> yeah, you can do that, but yeah, <laughs> obviously, you know. I've also discovered that there's uh, you know passive income is is highly over <laughs> overestimated. Yeah, because, I mean,
0: like you know, uh, past, you know,
1: like, you work first. Yeah, you still have you, ha- you yeah. still have to like. Uh, this will probably let you go to a holiday and enjoy holiday. Why why why? money is keep coming you know and this is really nice feeling and this is really cool but then you have to go back and you have to update those courses and you have to do a little bit of you know marketing for sure so yeah but but this is completely i completely agree with what you said is that if you have the audience they they will convert somehow it's it's not it's not thinking to be honest i never thought money wise money wise i'm I'm not that good, really. I'm not a good business person. I think that that uh, it is like it's a bit of a, a distraction for me. And to be honest, I'm I don't know how to describe this feeling, but it's kind of a, I don't know if it's fear or maybe some kind of I don't like to check the balance. It's you a life, I
0: guess.
1: It's like it's, it's a bit intimidating for me because uh-huh. then I can see, oh my God, no, I I made a mistake because I'm not earning as much as I have in, in the previous months or something like this. So I never thought about this this way. And I always believed and I always, it, it's, it was always true for me, maybe I'm just lucky, but it was always true for me that if you work hard enough and, deli- and you deliver a good product, a quality product, money will always come from either you know this side or another somehow it's not that you don't you you just deliver the product and and then you wait for the money of course you have to market it somehow and nowadays it's it's even more Mm -hmm. valid if when i started like maybe 12 years ago creating video courses and tutorials there was like a polish ebay okay platform where you you can launch the product you know sell the product so Mm -hmm. what i did i recorded the course i put it there on this ebay and then instantly you know 200 people bought it, like out of nowhere. It doesn't work that way anymore. It was 12 years ago. Nowadays, it doesn't really, it really doesn't work that way. There is so much competition and you have to think, you have to have the strategy. At least you have to know what you want, what you expect. But this is not always the money. And I think for me, it it was not always the money. I I never felt like I need to earn, I don't know, 5,000 bucks a month from Learn Your X in in the following six months or something Mm -hmm. like this. I never felt like this. I felt more of like, I need to deliver good quality content and I need to keep updating it and be consistent. And then it always turned out good for me, you know?
0: Yeah. I think that, you know, the way I see it and the way I, I run my business is like, you know, maybe you had some nice work that you've done, like in the proper work. When I fell in debt, it was because I felt I was working my ass off but not getting anything done. Like so, and I wasn't connected to money as well. So I think that if you manage to do great work, and I think that's the core thing. The core thing is what you said, I think, like totally agree with you. And I just had a talk right now, I came off the, the mastermind call with Pat Flynn and we talked about this and we said like, the amount of value that you give out and the amount of people you help is the amount of money you're going to see. Like, not money, but success. Like, everything that you think of success is related directly to the amount of people you help. And I think that's, like, so key. So if you create online courses and you help as many people as you can, then yeah, you're gonna see that coming back to you with opportunities, floods of like clients if yeah. you want clients or whatever you want. If you want more more online courses, more online courses, whatever you think is success for you, like in terms of like
1: yeah, and- because it's exactly what you say. Because what is success anyway? Right. <laughs> it's 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 different for everyone. Because if you ask like some of the richest person in the world what is success for them, it might be a very different answer than 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 the other folks, right? Sure. So so. Success is is what yeah what you have to define for you have to define for you and there is always someone who will be like more successful <laughs> you know like have more money you can't do it you you just can't do it. you can't be the richest guy in the world it is like you have to have so much luck you know it's I've never I, I've considered myself always like not to be. Like not not the smartest guy out there, but the guy who just like is consistent and is putting really hard work in what he does, and yeah. and this always turns out good because um yeah you know you can be lucky and I can get lucky on the way, but I never wait wait for it. You know I never wait for something That's to crazy or not, man. When
0: <laughs> as my as, uh, fellow designer, the very uh, an entrepreneur here in Israel, um, I heard him once say and some uh, and uh, speaking he said um luck favors the persistent i don't know who he quoted but it's ah. true right luck fav- favors this
1: the is person. this is it this is it <laughs> it's, it's like all of the all of my friends and all of the all of the guys i know who are really successful this is the only one uh scheme that i know they are being persistent maybe someone is lucky i don't really know so many lucky guys i mean probably yes some guys are but it's really it's like it's a lottery so it's better to you know it's better to just consistently do your job and maybe on on your way you'll be lucky that's fine (laughs) but but if you are not you'll still you'll still be very successful because you just keep doing what you There, there is a debate right now and and this is also what I see in, in my behavior, maybe, that sometimes I think that I feel I need a pivot. I need to like, do something like, extremely, like go Different, the other way. Yeah. Because, because I've hit the ceiling, okay? Mm-hmm. So maybe I've hit the ceiling in, in terms of video courses in Poland and mm-hmm. there is not much to be done. And, and then let's pivot, let's do something else, okay? Yeah. But this is not a good strategy. Because uh, if you, <laughs> you know, you can do a bit different, but but still, if you keep doing the same thing but just only adjust a little bit, right. you'll you you turn out to be the best, and and this is how you succeed, in my right. opinion. And the, the difficulty is to find these little things that will make you happy on the way, <laughs> mm-hmm. because it's not always you know it's not always fun, you know, recording thousand hours of videos like uh, to get the outcome. Of seven courses was not fun for me. it was painful. It was like i i I felt that i'm gonna quit like every single day but but you know, but then I felt that I need to complete it and like you said uh if you are not like target targeted to the to the um, to the really the outcome that you want to have, it's really difficult to achieve something really really big because what i've learned throughout the years is that you have to be consistent. Yeah, that's, that's correct. But you have to be also oriented on the, on the target that you have. And yeah. whatever, you know, distracts you, just, just leave it, okay? Yeah. And I see different people that, that just can't, you know, they, they do one task, then they do another because they're quite impatient, probably. That's why. <laughs> you know, you need yeah, I mean, quick results, quick we- results.
0: We all are, um, I think, impatient in a way, like as entrepreneurs as well, like, or as designers. And like, we, we tend to a lot of time, like, you know, want the fast lane and kind of like, you know, fast results, you know, but yeah, it's it's hard work and it's persi- being persistent and consistent that will get you the results. And I think like, I want to go back to content and developing personal brand for a second, just because. Okay. People here are already like design, like some people are watching our designers, some videographers, some marketers, some maybe not even close to the creative field, but are, you know, want their own community to flourish. And okay. I think online courses is is one of those things. So whatever skill you have, you can build online courses and launch launch it to a community. So yeah. I think I want to uh, drill down on that for a second. And I want to ask you, first of all, like, so when you had your first You know what, like right now, if you have someone who's a designer and like you should create an, like he wants to create an online course, what's the process you would recommend to him?
1: Yeah, this is totally doable. Like this is the thing that is very natural for, for also your, your personal development. I think that, and, and it's like deeply rooted in, in our Existence to to give back. Okay. So, this is a good thing to do to teach someone else's. And that's pretty important because a lot of people are a bit intimidated to, like, you know, I'm not, I don't think I'm good enough. When I watch those other tutorials, somebody, you know, just knows more than I do, probably. And maybe, no, that's not true. If you work and you have the results in, in, in your, for example, design job, you probably have the knowledge to pass to the other like the other folks. And the first thing is not to be intimidated and just do it. Okay. So the steps you can take is to obviously watch for some other video courses and books and stuff that is out there on the market. But I'd rather, you know, not 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 be Try not to be intimidated by this, because you'll see, like, if you want to teach someone Photoshop, you'll see that it's like plenty of different stuff. But what I've discovered is that everyone has its special gift for teaching and and special like attitude to teaching and, you know, and it resonates with the users. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't mean if someone is the biggest guru in in this Photoshop world is that everyone loves him probably there are some people that are more similar to you and your way of thinking and they will accept your mm, way better than this guy. So you have to always think of that, you know, you are unique and you're exceptional teacher and there is an audience for you out there that will be, you know, that will enjoy your courses more than the other ones. And then you, you just have to do it. It's, it's, always, it's always best to do it, uh, you know. And one thing I can recommend is, is I always prepare my materials, my, my course material first. So I do it up to the point that I'm really ready to record. So when you are a beginner in recording videos and courses, it's really easy to fall in the trap of, like sitting in front of the microphone, you get your gear ready, you buy an expensive microphone and set up everything. And then you sit in front of your computer and yeah, I'm going to record a great course now. No, it, it really doesn't work that way. So the way you handle this is probably for me, it's like maybe 90% time of preparation and then 10% of recording. Yeah. This doesn't apply to English <laughs> but because I had to, you know, re-record many times to. To get my English right, but but yeah, this is what you should do. You ha- you should prepare really great content first. And, and how do you prepare after, that? Well, you either take your projects and and put them apart into pieces and think of what might be the best. For me, it's like teaching is probably like embedded in my life and in my job all the time. I probably think about it somehow, yeah. because. When I you know, discover something cool about UI and UX, I just put it somewhere in my brain, you know? Yeah. And this is, a, this is the thing that I could, I could you know, mention in the course, for example. And then I keep pushing those things. And after a month or two or three or four, I discover, you know, I'm probably ready to record a piece on that. Okay? Yeah. So this is an ongoing process. And this is quite, you know, it, it's also being curious about things and it's also asking questions all the time. If someone has a problem and this is a design problem, I try to ask him as many questions as I can to come up with the solution. And if I come up with the solution, I just, you know, don't note it in my in my head and, and proceed. And if I think that I have enough materials that I want to desperately record something, I want to desperately share this knowledge. This is the best time to do it. And um, yeah, I, I encourage others to to think like this because it's it never works like this for me that I, I think that, okay, now I have to record framework course. So I, I'll sit up for a week and try to figure out everything about the topic and then maybe do some examples. This is really, this is kind of tricky, you know, because it can get really Out of the scope of practical flow you can get you know what I mean right you can create a material that is really like very theoretical and this has nothing to do with the real work so you have to get out you have to ask questions you have to create some projects yourself and uh, let it grow in your mind a little bit let it let it be and then then probably before just before recording make sure you have everything set up correctly so so yeah prepare yourself read some books watch out for some tutorials and maybe some other resources so that you make sure you have everything you know ready for recording and then you you record
0: Mm -hmm. yeah and i i also like i can really relate to that because i learned so much while i'm teaching like when i'm preparing material for my courses you know because when you're teaching you can't be wrong you you need to make sure you're right because i mean you have the responsibility so like all of a sudden you're like hey Hmm, I wonder, like I was gonna teach what I'm doing and how I'm doing it, yeah. but am I doing it right? <laughs> so you start researching, yeah. and kind of like seeing other people doing it. And you're like, oh, that's interesting. Like maybe I can add like a couple words about that here
1: and a couple words about that
0: there. And, and you had
1: this is, you know, actually, it's it's psychologically, it's it's one of the best way to learn also, and it's proven, you know, by science that if you try to learn something, but but you have the attitude that you want to teach someone this thing, you know. So I'm learning sketch, but but I got the attitude that I'm going to teach sketch, mm-hmm. and this is how you learn in the best way uh-huh. possible because you don't skip uh, things. You, uh-huh. if you if you have something that you don't quite understand, you will dig deeper because uh-huh. you know you'd have to explain it to someone, and this is how I've recently met folks from. It was. Actually, really cool experience. I met uh, guys, I, I went to a conference in Amsterdam, and I met guys from Facebook and Google design teams and um, Kickstarter and, and Booking.com and many, many different companies. Like, and they told me they, they know my courses. It was like, wow, mm-hmm. oh my God. But the other, I tried to ask them, what is their, their the learning process for them if they want to acquire a new skill? Apart from my courses, they know them, but they told me that, for example, in Google, they do have something like people teaching other people. so if you, for example, want to learn sketch okay mm-hmm. as a um, as a part as, as a Google employee, you learn sketch you, you you might have some time off or maybe during your job you can do it, and then while or or even before you schedule a training that you will run okay so so you while while teaching you already know that you will teach this skill to someone else so and and with this attitude it's so much better to learn and then everyone can come you know at this specific point of time that you've set, and they can come and learn from you this new skill that you acquired nice. and it's a really great way of learning it's it's really lets you memorize things so much better and this is how brain works you know cool so it's basically like
0: learn as if you're going to teach
1: yeah uh, that's it
0: i think it's a great great thing because it's basically like a like a way of learning you know like you know just yeah it's completely
1: different learning. different attitude that you yeah. you, you, you because if uh, if you if, if you don't have such attitude you tend to skip things that are difficult it's difficult i don't understand it quite good yeah. you know but let's let's i do understand yeah. it okay let's let's go and and this is proven that actually there is a there's a great course on coursera which is uh the name of the course is learning how to learn and about this. yeah this is this i i think it's coursera i i'm not 100% sure, but if you if you search for learning how to learn, mm-hmm. it's really it's really cool because they explore human brain and how it how it behaves while learning, and they, they tell you some good ways. And uh, the neuroscience in in the past few years, they've made a huge progress in terms of discovering how our brain works, and in terms of teaching. And it, I've I've always thought that it's really funny that no one tells us, no one teaches us how to learn, you know they all expect we know it. If we go to school, like primary school, se- secondary school, everyone expects yeah. we know how to learn already, right? But we're not, okay? It's like, it's a different thing, and, and yeah. there, has, there should be a guide for learning because yeah. then you can yeah. learn so much more effectively. <laughs>
0: and that connects to, our, to what we discussed before, right? Like that's one of the skills that we need to adjust to, and we need to, we need to learn how to learn. <laughs> Alright, I just wanted to take a short break here. If you listen to this episode all the way here, it means you probably find value in it, right? So, well, I wanted to just let you know that this is a weekly show and it's published first on the Mindful and Ruthless Facebook group as it's recorded live. Yes, this is a Facebook live interview and it basically allows you to interact with the speakers and myself and ask questions as we're recording the podcast and we are trying to answer all of those questions so if you haven't already be sure to search and join the mindful and ruthless group on facebook i promise you you'll find amazing value in joining this community as long as basically joining a community with a lot of other amazing entrepreneurs so all right back to the episode <laughs> I want to go back to the process for a second and I don't want to be too much time on that, but I want to drill even deep deeper into the process. Okay. Because people are like, okay, Greg, I got it. So I have my idea of what I wanted to teach. So I'll sit down and, and put my content together. So they're wondering a couple of things. One how do I put my content together? Is there a process that you do? Do you write bullets first, then you skip it out? Do you script out your entire videos yeah. like that? So that's one thing. Second thing is the gear. What gear should I use for the first time? Or in general, what what's the best gear to use and what should I make sure that I have in place in order to, to record and create an online mm. course, a great online course? And the third thing is platforms, like what platform is best right now? Do you think like that I can host my course and stuff like that?
1: Okay. Yeah. So technically speaking, there are many things to consider and there is no, I, I don't think <laughs> so it's a pretty bad answer, but there is no like best way to do it mm-hmm. so that I can give you like 10 advices on how to, 10 pieces of advice on how to like connect and set up all the things and then record and launch like that. Well, throughout the years, I've discovered that everyone has a bit different teaching and recording style. Mm -hmm. So uh, we do have over 50 authors here in Poland who try to, you know, who, who record different courses and we try to guide them. And we do have a large guide of like maybe thirty or forty pages with some specific advice on how to how to teach specifically I find there's also there are some guides in English that I can recommend for example there's a website called eggheadio i don 't know if you if you know this uh, one it's mainly with uh, web development courses, but they do have a guide which is called I how to egghead, I guess how to egghead.com. and this is really great a resource for people who want to, like you know, get to know the specific things about how to record good quality lessons. And I I do recommend to to check out the stuff from I guess Joel from Egghead. It's really cool guy. I've I've recently. How, how do you uh, egghead, by the way. Egghead like uh, egg. Yeah, like egg okay. and head, like head. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and I guess it's how to egg head. And uh, this is a really cool guide. It's a bit tailored uh, to the egg head platform, but still, you get uh, really good universal tips and okay. also some tips on recording and also some tips on the gear. For example, uh, yeah, what mic to use? The, the one, the mic you are using actually is really great. We also use this microphone that you have. And we send it out uh, to to our authors uh, who wants to record uh, remotely. So okay. th- in terms of gear, this is really cool. Uh, in terms of uh, tips on how to record and script, probably you know, it, it really it really depends on the course because we we used to we record a lot of courses, for example, on marketing and then on some tools and stuff like this. Mm-hmm. And for me, I never script my courses. I okay. prefer the free flow mm-hmm. and. It's always it would be so much pain for me to write everything that I have to say in the course. Mm-hmm. Instead, oh, it's 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 almost okay. impossible. But I do create some bullet points for each of the lessons. Mm-hmm. So I try to keep the lessons concise, like probably five or seven minutes. And then for each lesson like this, I try to, you know, bullet out maybe three or five key takeaways. And this is keeping me on track all, track all the time because I, when I finish one topic, I quickly, you know, switch to the to the next bullet, and this is really useful because it lets you it lets you like you know be concise and don't don't you know repeat yourself over and over because if you don't know what to say you usually you like repeat yourself but then you still have those bullet points and you can proceed to the next one. So this is, yeah, this is, this is it. It's, it's always best to, it's always best to be precise and not to talk too much. It's, uh-huh. it's like, you know, to the point and not to make a huge introduction. And, and yeah, there are many tips that I could give on, 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 on proper recording. But I think that in this guide, folks will was, uh, find those tips. And in terms of recording, you should always aim for the best quality you can. I'm I'm a huge fan of, of really good quality of audio and video. I think it makes a difference, really. It and 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 it's easy to differ, differentiate yourself from the other folks because. I tend to see that some of the like only some of the trainers really care about the quality, and it's not not that hard to get. I mean, it's time consuming because if you have to, you know, edit this five K or four K recording uh, from your camera or from from your display, it's probably time consuming. It consumes more of the processing power of your computer. You have to have a better better gear to do that. But but in the end, I think the result is worth it because you you know it. it People care, especially for me, uh, people uh, such as designers, they are, you know, they, they, they care about quality. But I don't think uh, it's only about designers. And it's really easy to differentiate uh, yourself with the quality of audio and video nowadays because people, you know, tend yeah. to record in their bedrooms and and uh, with with some crappy microphone and and try to sell this as a course so it 's only a few steps and i can 't recommend you know in a specific gear because then it depends on the on the room you are in on the specific environment but this uh, microphone that you have the white one is yeah, really great road podcaster yeah the road podcast it's really great we we, we use we, we send it over to uh, to the authors and they don't really have to have this professional uh, room to in order to record with this microphone it's pretty great mm-hmm. and cool. in other, uh, you you ask about the platform there are many platforms that you can <laughs> that you can yeah. obviously Used to monetize, and uh, there is uh, there is Udemy as a huge marketplace with courses, and uh, I don't think you get the best results with with all those platforms. I think it's all, it, they they take away most I of the profit the right? Yeah, so yeah, and that's Teachable. Teachable is awesome, you know. Yeah, and yeah, and Teachable is awesome because you can uh, because you can host it on your own. Like you can create your own landing page, and 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 it's like more more of the, Your platform, but you know, in the end, I really believe that 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 you probably need something like custom made, and it was always for me the decision to to host it and obviously go for it. I mean, and this is the conversation I had about the content on Learn UX. I always wanted to keep keep it on my platform. This might be a good advice, and you Uh know, exclusively on Learn UX, nowhere else. And then I spoke to. Then I spoke to the guy that is really like he has a huge publicity and he has a huge course base and uh, a lot of users over the years in English. And he told me, "Yeah, but why? <laughs> why don't you go to like and host it on Skillshare as well? Mm-hmm. So you can obviously have it here and there. Why? Why wouldn't you do that?" And I said, "No, maybe. Come on, I am. I'm, I'm trying to do my. No, it's it's not like this. You can you can be just everywhere. People are everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can reach them in different ways. Nice. So." So what I'd recommend nice. you to do is, is just you have nothing to lose. Just mm-hmm. spread it out everywhere. You can put it on each platform. And then if you don't like it, you can if, if it doesn't work for you, you can stick it out. Okay. So, yeah, it's probably the best way to experiment. And nice. I found... Find the best results with experimenting. Sometimes yeah. it can be like a few hundred bucks more, and yeah, there you have it. But if you have uh, different five different platforms, then then it summed, it adds up. Okay, so so just yeah, be brave and experiment. Don't don't <laughs> don't don't stick to one platform. It's it's not you know it's not the best way to deal. And for me, yeah. it was always best to also develop my custom platform. Yeah, and and I think that 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 eventually, if you if you see that this is working out for you, that you have the potential to do it. You have the, the, mm, the clients you, 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 want to do it, then you have to start, you know, investing a little bit into your own thing. And if
0: you're, when you say develop your own custom platform, is that like code or is that like WordPress based?
1: Well, to be honest, there's no at least uh, to, to the best of my knowledge, there's no like ready-made solution for WordPress or CMS that handles all the video and lessons and, you know, chapters and things apart from Teachable, which is really great. But then you find that all the CMS stuff, so if you use Teachable or WordPress or any other CMS, mm-hmm. you'll find yourself fighting with some minor adjustments that you want to make and and you can't. And then then, you know, at the end it it I think that it, it becomes more of a burden for you. But at the beginning if you want to cut the cost it's obviously, you know, best to just do it. Okay? And any 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 way you any way you can. Any way you can, right. Yeah, yeah. It's just started. Put it on inside. The yeah. Then then you see if it's worth it to invest in your own thing. And then mm-hmm. if if you see this, I, I do recommend to code your own like solution. Mm-hmm. Maybe on top of something, but, but but yeah. to just tailor made it mm-hmm.
0: yeah I mean i I have a tailor made uh WordPress solution that I created back when I needed an Hebrew course, and most of these platforms did not support RTL, which is like you know the, the yeah. English language so uh, Hebrew language so um created a, a WordPress solution it was hell creating it, and now I have it, and I'm using it for multiple courses and it's great um yeah so I mean maybe maybe it's good enough, but you're giving me thoughts to maybe develop something on my own one day so.
1: We, yeah, we'll we to see. be honest uh, it's it's not that much of a of a you know if if you want to if you, you want to just keep it simple it's really easy to do it using for example learn your x we've made learn x in about 3 or 4 weeks i guess using laravel as a framework uh, and which one and laravel laravel it's PHP, yeah it's okay. a php framework which is really okay. great to set up you know, a custom-made solution. Still, you you know, yeah, it's framework. That's
0: Chinese to me, but yeah, yeah,
1: it's a framework. Got yeah, it. yeah it's framework, framework. But but you get so many great things out of it. For example, mm-hmm. cashier, which handles the transactions for you, and another another module that handles you know logging and registering users and stuff mm-hmm. like this. So, yeah, it's it's really. Uh, I think there are solutions out there that will let you create pretty fast and pretty you know yeah. custom custom made platform for yeah. hosting those videos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean totally. And we um, use Vimeo and we, we use Vimeo for, Vimeo uh,
0: for private our Vimeo videos. Host. Yeah, so yeah. to anybody who doesn't know, yeah, you can host your videos on
1: Vimeo and it's pretty pretty cheap. Yeah, it's the best. I think it's really private. great. Um, there is Wistia, yeah. there is Vimeo, you can do you yeah. can do um, YouTube really. No, but Vimeo you,
0: is you can, you can do YouTube. Yeah. People, can, people can share it, you know, some way they can always hack it, but also Vimeo, people can hack, so people can hack anything. But I actually, yeah. on all my courses use YouTube for now, as of now. I know I shouldn't, but <laughs> I'm using YouTube. Um, and, then, uh, and some of them I hid the YouTube controls. With some, you know, hacking around the the iframe, but okay. So I'm I'm using that. I'm using a plugin called WP Courseware, which is great. It it connects okay. to WooCommerce, and in yeah. WooCommerce, you need all kinds of plugins like Woo Automate and like all kinds of
1: like <laughs> yeah.
0: stuff that come together. And I know, you know. this
1: this yeah. this is this is yeah. It, it, it you can do it like this. Yeah. You can hack it. You can hack you it. It's a lot, lot of out. wires, I guess. Yeah, a lot of wires, and and at some point, I mean, it's okay it's still okay to do it this way but you have to be aware that at some point one of the wires will, <laughs> will update will, break, will, will update <laughs> yeah. break or something like this yeah, yeah, and, totally. uh, this is just a matter of time This is just yeah. a matter of time so yeah. so uh, as long as you as long as you are you you know aware of the <laughs> of the wires that's fine you are yeah. you are safe yeah totally. but, yeah but you so, have to know what you're doing yeah
0: Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So I don't don't want to get too technical right now. I want just like for the next 10 minutes, I just want to talk about it. And by the way, if anybody watching live has any questions, feel free to post them now in the comments. And I will love to like in the comments of the actual live feed from wherever you're watching, go into the live feed and post your comment like with, with your questions and we'll try to answer but I wanna to talk to you about specifically scaling from doing your online, online courses in your platform to getting other people to do theirs, because that's interesting to me, because in Israel right now, I only created this like the online courses, but there's so many people that can create amazing online courses and sell them through my platform because I have the largest blog yeah. in Israel for that. So mm-hmm. um, it's interesting to me to explore this business opportunity um, of getting other great Israeli designers to create online courses and, and helping them spread their voice and share and, um, and Also make you know more more income for for pixel perfect. So how yeah. you
1: do you Yeah, Yeah, I think that's a great idea and uh, obviously you, you can't rely on on yourself all the time and uh, <laughs> This is this is so much better to to have other folks joining you and I believe that you know there are many different uh, ways you can handle that for example here uh, in Poland, we 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 have so many different models for cooperation uh, as an author. But I think that the, the one that that is probably like most appealing because it's sometimes it's not the best business model that gives author the the best uh, you know uh, salary. But but it's the most appealing is that if if you split the profit, so. I believe that this is a, not a good way to go. For example, this this website I mentioned, egghead.io, yeah. they they do have really great instructors all over the world and they yeah. do have a really nice uh, way to handle recordings that they the authors just upload to their platform. And then they share the revenue. I think it's, it's uh, through the tiny bits of video that you watch, for example, like 30 seconds or um, one minute bits of video Mm, accounts to one point that you have, or I don't know, $1 or something like this uh-huh. that you earn out of the platform. This is similar to Skillshare. And they just count the time of of people watching your courses and they, they just pay you the money accordingly. Why okay? not just pay based on people that bought the course? Yeah. Or oh, if, if you don't run the subscription model, this is the, the, the best way to go, right? And, All right. Uh, right. If subscription. Yeah. Yeah. Is, uh, yeah i switch I switch immediately to subscription, but if you sell like boxes and if you sell if you have just one fixed price it's it's the best just to split the profit and uh, it's really yeah. easy to do and, and and but but then it's not only the as i as i see it and from my experience it's often not the business side that that convinces those people to cooperate with you and it's 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 many different reasons it's for example you know such such reasons that stay behind uh, people speaking on conferences for free for example so some of them wants to get a bit of fame some of them wants to they, they have their you know, own goals yeah, and course, yeah. your, jo- your job would be to, to figure out what they want yeah. and what you can do for them. Because obviously as, um, for example, what we do is we can get you some exposure. We can probably promote your products in in some way it's not like directly in the course, but probably, you know, in your bio or in right. our social channel channels, we can, we can promote you as an author or pr- promote your product, or we can, Uh, split the revenue and stuff like this. So there are different goals that, you know, are are to be considered. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's totally like a legit way of, you know, thinking again, like the value that you give out, you will get back in opportunities. Uh, So I guess like... Right. You help out people with your platform. People would want to host their courses on your platform. It's just like because, you know, they they want. You
1: have to be you have to you have to be their friends. You have to be you have to help them a lot. Apart from, you know, giving their money, the money. It's it's like it's like uh, why wouldn't they do that on their own? You have to, you know, give them additional value to that. And For for example, for us, it's like it's we are in Poland, we are the biggest one of the biggest platforms and we we have the recognition so so yeah. it's easier to attract some authors but on the other hand we try to give them so much more opportunities for example we host some conferences that they speak on we give away some courses to their friends and some discounts to their friends families and stuff like this we just take away all this hard parts that they 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 don't want to handle themselves so we try to you know take the uh, video editing work out of them, and you know setting up the environment and microphones and stuff like like this it's yeah. a huge help if you want to create the course, we try to appear as someone who' help you do that, and you don't have to you know worry about anything technical you just uh, you know we, we just guide be yourself, you create your course yeah just be yourself you you are what you do best is uh, is this thing you, you want to talk about and not the video editing stuff and and the other connected things. So so yeah. we try to to take take that out of the equation and and we want to do it. We, we have the editors, we have people who are you know doing courses for past 10 years and they know how to guide you through the process so that your course is you know ultimately better than the one that you've created you'd create yourself. And then if you still want to you know squeeze our knowledge to your advantage and create another course on your own. That's yeah. fine. That's, that's yeah. totally cool. We are totally fine with that. And yeah. maybe even if you host it somewhere, we will ask you if you want to also host it on our platform Why not, you know? Yeah, totally. So great.
0: Like, just Is there a fair split for, that you think like, that you found that
1: works best? It's 50-50 for, for 50/50. most of the time. Yeah, okay. it's it's we try to do 50-50 most of the time. It's mm-hmm. there are many, many things involved. But yeah, this is just it sounds fair. OK, yeah. it sounds you, fair. you're
0: the promotion 50. and they like then the, sp- and the platform to spread the word about it. And they are the and you're also hosting it. And like, yeah, it makes sense. So 50-50. Yeah, it, it even
1: fair. if we if we have the mm-hmm. fixed price for the course with an author. So, for example, we we decide we pay you this. Sum of money, you know, just, just, and we forget about each other. Maybe, I I mean, I mean, just, just, yeah, you get, you don't get the profit share, but you just get the, the fixed price. And we do that uh, oftentimes, but we also try to count the fixed price so that we take into account that the lifespan of the course. So probably it's about two years. It depends on the technology, but, but on our website, after two years, it doesn't sell anymore, so yeah. you either have to update it or you have to just replace the course. Right. So we take this lifespan and we take the expected revenue that we can get from it, and just we split it on half and and offer you the fixed price. So hmm. we always try to be fair. We we don't want to, yeah. you know,
0: yeah. yeah. For sure. For sure. Okay, cool. Thank you so much. So, um, dude, let's okay. wrap up. Um, I, you've gave <laughs> so much value and I really appreciate your time and, uh, and the value that you gave you. are so resourceful, man. So thank you. Thanks. What is one thing that like one book or YouTube channel or anything like that that you can recommend to our listeners?
1: Okay. It depends on, I mean, you, you mean course creators or just a uh, general well, general, like,
0: Amazing book that you've read recently, or something like that.
1: Okay, okay. I try to I try to avoid the books a bit because I used to I used to read too much. <laughs> right, At some right. point, I, I found it as a form of like procrastinating, uh, and not doing the things yeah. I should. But I do read quite a lot, and in business wise, what I can recommend, I do recommend this course on Coursera, this learning how to learn. Yeah. This is really it's really good. Cool. That's a video course. In terms of books. I really do like it. this. May might be a bit something that might be a bit more universal is learning about habit-forming products and, and mm-hmm. habits in general. And you probably know the book uh, called Hooked. Hooked by uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is this is really cool in terms of business-related habit-forming. So, so if you want to sell, for example, courses and create a course platform, this is really cool book to look into. But on the other uh, hand, if you look at the more personal development of habits that you can develop yourself, there's a book uh, called uh, Atomic Habits, which is probably like the extension of of Hooked. And uh, yeah, it's on on the top of my head because I've just read this book like maybe three or four days ago, and okay, cool. I can recommend it. I can recommend it to anyone. Like this combo of Perfect. of Hooked and then Atomic Habits. This is really cool. Awesome. Yeah.
0: Awesome, cool. So I'll link to those as well. And uh, finally, where can we
1: find you? Yeah, so uh, you can find me on Twitter, and my Twitter handle would go for. <laughs> I'll, I'll a link I'll, don't okay? worry. I'll, I'll share it. I'll share. Yeah. It because okay. it's quite difficult to pronounce. Yeah, no problem. And then uh, you can you can find me obviously on learnyourx.io, uh, where you can also find the UI and UX related courses. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Polish website we 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 spoke about is uh, edweb.pl. We also link that, but it's all in Polish. So if you're an English speaker, if you're outside you probably won't benefit from that. But you can, yeah, you can catch me on, on Twitter, and just uh, I'll be happy if you drop a line.
0: Cool, awesome, Greg. Thanks so much, man. Yeah, really appreciate it. And everybody, I hope you enjoyed this episode. <laughs> And it's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening. The show notes for this episode will be available at mindfulandruthless.com slash podcast. And if you can, I would love to ask you for your help. It would help me so much if you would take a minute to rate this show on iTunes. As a way of saying thanks for your reviews, I will be giving away a prize once a month to one awesome person that left a great review. Are you that awesome person? All you have to do is just go to mindfulandruthless.com slash rate. This will launch iTunes in your device. Then all you have to do is scroll down to the bottom if you're on your iPhone or mobile device, or if you're on your laptop, just click the ratings and reviews tab up on the top of the screen. Simply rate the show and leave a review and you will automatically be enrolled in the chance to win a cool prize of the month. So have an amazing day night wherever you are in the world and remember, to always be mindful of your time, relationships, and well being, and always be ruthless with your gut feeling, with your work ethics, and don't let anybody take you off your path, my friend.
1: It's been so hard to yeah. learn new skills. skills, such as how I was trying to learn back the day.
0: computer
1: is not that good in having a different perspective on things. While teaching, you already know that you will teach this skill to someone else.